Are you ready? Oh, yeah! Strap yourselves in for the Gaming Hub. Your hosts, Tyler. You can't handle the truth. Graham. The force is strong. And Steven. You cannot be serious! Let's get started. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 99 of the Gaming Hub. I am your host Tyler, joined as always by our two co-hosts. Let's start with Graham. Graham, how are you this week? I am doing good this week. Uh, Gaming-wise, it's been kind of quiet because I'm doing uh, another thing that I really enjoy, and that's music and going to concerts. Saw some awesome shows, uh, made some great memories. As far as gaming, uh, Battlefield 1 was probably to the extent, played a little bit of Rocket League, but I didn't get into anything deep, but really enjoying the Battlefield 1. Looks amazing in 4K HDR. So, yeah, that was so, pretty Graham, much my... Were you playing multiplayer or were you playing the, like, war stories? Uh, this time I was just playing the multiplayer, and okay. I was enjoying it. At first I was doing, like, the full-blown... It's not called Conquest because it kind of, like, follows a story. I forget what it's called. Mm-hmm. And then I played Rush Mode, and I was actually doing quite well in Rush Mode. Okay. So I'm definitely excited to get back to that, and I'm getting more and more pumped for uh, Battlefield 5. But that's yeah. a ways away, so I'll definitely play some Battlefield uh, 1 before that comes out. Awesome. And we're going to see a lot more about Battlefield 5 in seven days. So Very soon. Yeah, looking forward to that. And we'll be talking about that here in a second. But let's go to Steve first. Steve, how are you? I am doing uh, fantastic. Um, I had jury duty this week. That was fun. Um, but I'm off now, so, you know, excited mm-hmm. about that. I've been playing a lot of the Dark Souls Remastered. Um, I made it all the way to Anor Orlando. And, like, that's probably a good quarter to halfway through the game. Maybe a third, mm-hmm. or probably a third to half. Um, and I've been enjoying that. Uh, I played a little Detroit, Become Human. Um, enjoying that. I want to sit down and have a little nice meaty play session with that because I don't think the game's super long. And um, I haven't really been playing anything multiplayer-wise. I'm trying to finish God of War so I can get into Kingdom Hearts before and do all that before uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. And, yeah, that's about it for my my gaming. Uh, what about you, Tyler? Um, play a lot of MLB The Show this week. And uh, I played a little bit of Black Ops 3. As I'm still, you know, kind of trying to work through that. I'm excited for the Black Ops 4 release. I am still bummed that there's no campaign, but it's all right, I guess. Um, and, you know, it, work was kind of weird this week. It, it's, it's been different lately than it normally is. But I will say yesterday, I learned, you know, a valuable lesson around VR. And not going to get into the specifics of it, you know, out of respect. But VR is incredibly real for some people. And... It's not for everyone, and I think that, you know, as we talk, I I think we might have a question later today about sort of what the next steps are in gaming, something to that effect, and it's one of the reasons that, spoiler, I don't think VR is going to take over as the dominant thing, because, man, not everybody handles it the same, and uh, I got a very first-hand experience with that yesterday, and saw it, and uh, yeah, not starts out on a downer, but yeah. (laughs) Uh, interesting lesson about VR because we get so excited about the tech right it's really cool and it's awesome but Mm -hmm. there's the other side to it too and it's like three and it's hard for me sometimes to um, put it into context because like it doesn't have that effect on me same way like 3D didn't have any negative effects on me I enjoyed it 
But I know some people hate it. It makes some people dizzy. It gives them headaches. If you wear glasses, it can be cumbersome, you know, and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So, in fact, I don't think either of you guys are huge 3D fans, if I remember right. But, you know, it's, so it's, it's a different way of looking at it to see firsthand. Um, but anyway, that's been my gaming exposure for the week. Um, and uh, we mentioned Battlefield Five that we're going to see more of it soon. We're going to see that at E3. And that starts in one week from today. We're recording this on Saturday. One week from today kicks off the biggest gaming show of the year, and we are all super excited to be a part of it. And I want to take a couple seconds just to announce our E3 coverage plan. So what we're going to do, we're going to have um, live coverage for EA, Microsoft, Bethesda, Ubisoft, and Sony. And that's going to come in the form of live pre-shows on Twitch 30 minutes prior. We will be hosting the show live on our channel so you'll know you won't have to move, you won't have to go anywhere. You can check out our pre-show, go right into the conference, and then right after the conference we'll have a post-show for each of those conferences that'll also get posted as an episode on iTunes, CastBox, Pocket Cast, whatever it is you listen to. Nintendo we're also going to have coverage of, but it's not going to be live. We do have jobs, and we can only miss so many days of work. So uh, Nintendo is kind of a direct format. It's not a live conference. It's video delivery. So we'll be watching it that day, and we'll do a show that night recapping Nintendo and have that out for you as an episode as well. The reason I bring all this up is because if you're listening to us on Dash Radio right now, now is the time to take that step and go Subscribe to us on iTunes, CastBox, Pocket Cast, whatever it is. That's the only way you're going to get that E3 coverage from us. Those episodes will not air on Dash Radio. You'll get our normal episode 100, which I'll talk about in a second. And you'll get the episode coming out of E3, kind of sort of the big recap. But you won't get that coverage of each of those conferences. If you're already a subscriber, that's awesome. Thank you. We appreciate that. And you're going to get wall-to-wall E3 coverage from us this year, bigger than we've ever done. This is our third year doing it. So we have a lot of really cool stuff planned. And if uh, if you're not following us on Twitch yet, now is the time to do that so that you don't miss anything. TXH Gaming Hub on Twitch. Here's the other cool part. Every one of those post shows, we're going to do a giveaway. Every single one. And that's going to be for people that either submit questions for that conference that we read on the show, or if you're in Twitch, watching, taking part, and asking questions there. The way to do that, join, follow us on Twitch, TXH Gaming Hub. Join our Facebook group, the Gaming Hub Forums. Follow us on Twitter, at TXH Gaming Hub. And when you're at any of those, you can find our link to Discord, which is probably the best way to get to have us see your message really fast is join our Discord and take part there. We also have a YouTube channel where all of our E3 episodes will be going up. And that is the Gaming Hub podcast there. So with that said, next week is a very big episode for us. We're going to celebrate both two years and 100 episodes of doing this crazy show. Crazy. I know. Can you believe it? It's a 100 episodes already, Tyler. I know. Or it's will, insane. It will be. I know, 100 episodes next Friday. It's it's crazy to think about that we've done that much of this. And we've done this for two years now. Mm-hmm. And next week's going to be a celebration. 
and we're going to do some giveaways next week too. And it's going to be, you know, a little bit looking back at kind of what uh, we've done, how we've changed over two years, but it's mostly going to be about you, the community. You're the reason we're still here doing this. You're the reason that we've got some really special treats coming for you in the next few weeks. And I'm not going to talk about them right now, but trust me on that. You're the reason all that's happened. You've helped us grow. You've helped us get bigger. And we're going to celebrate you as we hit both two years and 100 episodes on the same day. We're really excited to do that. And I think it's fitting, Graham, that all of this happens as we kick off e3 coverage where it all began for us two years ago when we had no idea what we were doing (laughs) you know and we have a bit more of an idea now (laughs) yeah and you know we'll all take time to thank steven because that's where it all turned around right at at least steve you'll attest to that (laughs) yes yes no (laughs) no no, but we're happy to have steve as part of the team um and i feel like the show is has moved in the right direction and doing all the right things for the last you know few months and And I think the response that we've gotten from the community has backed that thought up. So thank you for your support. Next week's going to be a celebration of all of that. We've got some cool things we're going to announce next week that you can be a part of in the community. And we can't wait to announce those to you next week. So um, if you haven't subscribed yet, please do so now. Again, the gaming hub. Right now. Yep, (laughs) right now. Don't stop listening to do it. Wait till the episode's over, but then do it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but subscribe to us, uh, the Gaming Hub, on iTunes, Castbox, um, Pocket Casts, anything you listen to, and so you don't miss a single thing during E3. Guys, I'm really excited about what we're going to be doing. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Guys, anything to add on that? I've talked way too long. Not really. I'm definitely excited to hit that uh, mark, and I'd like to personally thank everyone. And you'll mm-hmm. probably hear me thank you a few more times in that episode. Yep. Yes. Yeah. I, I appreciate being brought on and I appreciate all the support the community has given us. And uh, if you haven't, I'm just going to back Tyler's up, statements up. Definitely going to want to join some of those uh, groups before um, next Friday and yep. definitely before E3 because, you know, you could have a chance at winning stuff. And who doesn't like winning free stuff? Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I do. So, you know, that's your only way. If you don't ask questions, you can't win. Yep. You know? And my last, my last ask of you, everybody out there, if you like the show, you enjoy the show, we know a lot of you do, and thank you. Tell a friend that likes video games. Tell a friend that likes podcasts. Tell somebody, you know, tell them, hey, listen, listen to the show. These guys, you know, I, they're, I think they're cool for whatever reason. Um, you know, tell them that. Have them listen to it and help spread the word and help us grow. That's going to make us even bigger and help us do provide the experience we want to to you. Because we do have plans. We're going to talk about those next week as we hit episode 100 because it's kind of a, a look at where we've been and where we're going to go. And uh, I, I just want to thank everybody again. Uh, next week's going to be a really big week for us. We're excited. And I can't wait to share that with all of our listeners next Friday. So with that, uh, without any further ado, let's jump into news, guys. How's that sound? Sounds good. Yeah. Me. All right. So, Graham, your dreams all came true last week. <laughs> Um, in a few ways. So all of them. <laughs> I know all of Graham's dreams came true. <laughs> so I'm a simple man. Yeah. Um, Fallout seventy six. You don't know what it is, but you're really excited about it. So talk about that. Like it was announced last week. 
we saw a brief trailer. You know, we got the tease first with the please stand by screen. And yes. everybody knows what that means. Yes. So, it's not a proper Fallout sequel, at least that we know of. Mm-hmm. But, tell me what you think it might be. Well, no, tell me what you hope it is. Because we're going to find out a week from now what it really is. Tell me what you hope it is. And, you know. And, and what would it take for you to say, I'm not interested in this game? Uh, if it's a just a straight-up battle royale, <laughs> then, then I'll be like, <laughs> I'm not interested. That's okay. about the only thing. Because, like, it's the lore, it's the music. Like, to me, Bethesda does games right, and specifically with Fallout. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, there's rumors swirling that this is an online game. Uh, potentially co-op online. We don't really know. But I'm definitely excited for it. Um, they're still saying there's going to be, like, side quests and stuff like that. So it's still going to be Fallout. And like I said, it's kind of like speculation. Mm-hmm. But, man, I'm excited. Like, it's this actually predates, like, chronological order in the game. This would be the first one. It's supposed to happen, like, 20 years after the bombs fell and stuff like that. Okay. And it's probably just, like, 500 people. But so, like, story-wise, it's awesome because it comes before everything. It's supposed to be before Super Mutants. So mm-hmm. they have a lot of directions they can go with this game. And like I said, it's Bethesda, it's Fallout, so I'm definitely excited, and there's not much would make me not want to buy this game. So, so let me I'm ask, excited. Let me ask this question, Graham, before we go to Steve. I, this this fall, we're getting a game that we know is going to have a huge open-world experience in, in an online way, and that is Red Dead 2. Yes. If you get a living multiplayer, you know, MMO-style Fallout world... Does that appeal to you more than Red Dead 2? Oh, 100%. Steve, how about you? No. No, Because I'm so excited for Red Dead 2. I am too. But that doesn't mean I'm not excited for Fallout 76. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to play Fallout 76. Graham will probably be disappointed in how long I play it for. (laughs) (laughs) Never know. It might hook me. I actually played ESO for a good, I don't know... Hour. No, 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 no. Like, no, probably like 30, 40 hours in that game. Well, you played it longer than I did. Yeah. yeah I, there were times where I sat down and played it for like, you know, six to eight hours in a day. And gave it a really honest try. Did a lot of the stuff and, yeah, had a pretty decent time with it. Steve, do you think it's going to be, we had this conversation earlier this week, but I'm asking you again for the, for the show. Do you think it's just going to be the Fallout version of ESO, or do you compare it to something else? No, I think it. it's hard to say. I don't want to speculate too much, especially mm. since we're probably going to see what it is yeah. in a week. Um, I I've, I could see it being somewhat like DayZ, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so like a survival game. Okay. Um, I And that I would, like, avoid at all costs. But, but if I think it's Graham like a, would like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, well, he liked Ark, I think. Um, not really. No? Okay. I, I don't know. It it didn't it didn't grab me like I was hoping. But a big comparison to this game too is Rust, which I've never played. Have you played that, Steven? No, but that's like the same type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just to me like if it's like a co-op game, and more like the Destiny, 
where you you're not really playing against other people, then I I would definitely be interested in in buying this because yeah. I am also a big Fallout fan, just not insane like Graham. Mm-hmm. Um, not crazy. Yeah, I'm not I'm not crazy, <laughs> but I, I do like Fallout, so I'm interested in this. But I want to see more about it before I give uh, my final verdict on whether or not I'll be picking it up. But if it's I've heard something like some people might speculate that it's like. The Sims, and that I definitely, definitely buy. Okay. Um, so we'll see in a week, yep. I think. Hopefully. Cool. So like Steve said, we're going to see a lot more about this game in a week uh, during the Bethesda show, and we'll be there. Live coverage of all of it, uh, both pre-show and post-show, so make sure you join us for that. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey officially announced by Ubisoft this week. And so what I want to do real quick is, you know, we don't... We don't know very much about this game other than that it's supposedly a direct follow-up, a sequel to Origins. And we saw a little screenshot of the guy being, like, kicked off the cliff or whatever. Mm-hmm. What'd that um, remind you of? Yeah, I know. 300. 300, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, what I want to ask, though, we're going to, because we're going to see a lot about this next week, too, and we'll be actually be able to talk about the game and what it is and when it's coming out, because I'm assuming we're getting this this fall. But who knows? Yeah. So, what do you guys think about all this stuff getting revealed prior to E3? It sucks. It does. Bottom line. I think so, too. Unless, like, the only thing that, like, would make it okay is if they have a bunch of other stuff they're trying to reveal, like, new IPs, and they're so they're getting all their, like, sequels out of the way now. But mm-hmm. I don't think that's happening. I think Mm-mm. just some of these companies want to be the first to report and like i understand why but it's annoying because i don't want to see like e3 is supposed to be like awesome and if i know everything that's coming then it's less awesome and more like ugh. honestly so I know. far so far the, the only company we haven't heard anything from yet is microsoft really yeah because ea started tweeting out stuff about anthem the other day i shared that oh, on yeah. discord with our group uh we've seen ubisoft now with assassin's creed We've seen Bethesda now with Fallout, and Bethesda's usually really good about throwing surprises out there. So part of it might be that they're getting some stuff out of the way, and it might be some smoke and mirrors, too. Like, oh, they're showing what they got, and in reality, they have something much bigger in their pocket. Yeah. That's that kind could of be the case. Leaning. Yeah. It might also, though, be because they're trying to get in front of the leaks so they can control the message about the game. Yeah. And it might be a combo platter of those. Some some might be because of leaks. Some might be because they've got something much bigger, you know, ready to go. So I'm hoping that Graham, it's your optimistic version of this. And, I say, yeah, I know. Yeah. Like the optimism does tell me that they, because they're saying it's gonna be the biggest one ever, and maybe they're like, see, maybe there's an, an additional follow announcement coming as well. Like that's kind of what I'm. It's not a prediction. I, that's kind of what I'm thinking could happen. The only thing that's going to come out and be a bigger deal than a Fallout thing is Elder Scrolls, I think. Yeah, but I mean another Fallout thing. Like it's going to coincide with yeah. it. But how much do you like, really want to release in a year, though? Because like, what if what if Microsoft came out and said we have Halo Six and Halo Wars Three and a Halo something else, <laughs> all coming this fall? We would. Be so excited about Halo Six, but at the same time we'd probably like attack because that's too much. Like mm-hmm. they space it out, you know. And 
you know, some some companies like to release two versions of every game. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But I don't I don't think we're gonna see a different follow-up thing, Graham, unless we see like um, what was the mobile game that they did a couple Fallout years shelter. ago? Shelter. Yeah, Shelter. I keep wanting to say Vault, but it's Shelter. Yeah. Um, we could see like something smaller like that, but still we don't know what seventy six is. So yeah, we don't know. Who knows? But I, I hate that all these announcements are coming out early. Like, this week is so much fun for me. Uh, E3 week. And all the surprises you see. And it's getting more and more rare to see the surprises be actually surprises anymore. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we'll find out in a week if they have more up their sleeve or not. But Bungie and NetEase, a, a Chinese company, uh, announced a $100 million investment deal to create new worlds for Bungie. So I want to be clear here. This isn't to expand the Destiny universe. This is so Bungie can go from being a one-franchise developer to being a multi-franchise developer. So first of all, question for everybody. Steve, I'll go to you first. Do you want Bungie to be a multi-franchise developer? Have they earned that? And second, if, if they're going to do it, what type of genre do you want to see them go into? Um, you know, if you would have asked me this question, like, three years ago, I would have said, yeah, they deserve it. But now, I mean, Destiny and Destiny 2 haven't been anything, like, special, in my opinion. Um, and a lot of the expansions haven't been great either. So, like, Destiny 2 was, like, kind of disappointing compared to, like, what the hopes were after Destiny so I almost wonder if they would go away from, like, the super connected world and go back yeah. to, like, what they did with Halo and create, like, a single-player shooter set in a cool world like that. I, yeah. I mean, with some multiplayer aspects. I, I don't know. They do shooting really well, so I'd imagine it's going to be a, a, a different version of a shooter. But, you know, we... Maybe, maybe, something, just, more, maybe something more story-driven. Yeah, but... Then, yeah. 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 I could see that. I, I don't know that I want them to go outside of the shooter realm. Um, but they've shown that they can at least do that well. The mechanics of the shooter, even in Destiny 2, are fine. They're good. It's just the other stuff. But, Graham, I know you're a huge fan of Destiny. <laughs> do um, you? I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Graham, well, Graham, Steve spent, what, about four hours in the raid? About, uh, yeah, about yeah, about three of them in the bathhouse portion <laughs> of it. So, but Grandma, first of all, like I don't think you're a huge like Bungie fan as a develop as a developer. Not like you are with Bethesda. No, um, that's 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 safe safe to say. So, are you excited about this? Like, does this get you excited about? I can't wait to see what they're gonna do next. Or are you just like, okay, cool? No, but like I'm not gonna close my mind. I'm like. Whatever they show me, I'm not gonna like or whatever like that. Like it's always good to see uh, more games being developed and stuff like that. So they could come up with something, and I'm like, oh, this is amazing, and I'm excited and stuff like that. But as of right now, no, I'm not, I'm not that excited. Um, but it's good, and I'm optimistic that they will make the game that I've been waiting for my whole life. That I don't know what it is yet, but mm -hmm. yeah. As far as like saying Bungie, I'm like, ooh, what are they gonna give me? So no, I'm not yeah. that excited. I'll be honest, I thought Destiny was that game for me, Graham, like the first one, 
when yeah. I played the beta, I was like, this is like the best thing I never knew I wanted, you know? Yep. And it didn't turn out that way. Although I still say I enjoyed Destiny 1 more than 2. A lot more. But, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what they... Well, I think we're a long way from any sort of announcement on what they're actually going to be doing. But it's there. The play, the you know, the foundation's there now for them to kind of spread their wings and, and become a multi-franchise developer. So, we'll see what happens. Alright. Graham, you're going to be excited because most of the rest of this is on Nintendo. Woo! <laughs> so uh there's a switch game called pokemon quest that's free to play and it launched this past week and it hit over a million downloads in just two days so graham <clears throat> defend it tell us how awesome it is and have you played it? what's it about it is amazing you gotta play it. you gotta pick it <laughs> no um honestly i it wasn't until this morning that i actually downloaded it because it was free i don't mm. I, I wouldn't have paid for it um I was big into Pokemon Go when it came out and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I even tried to go back into like the older Pokemon games. I think I downloaded Pokemon Yellow on my 3DS. And I was working my way through it and I was kind of enjoying it and stuff like that. But Pokemon was, has never been like that Nintendo game for me. That's probably like that and Kirby, they usually just uh, fell off the table for me as far as Nintendo sure. goes. Um, but this, people really like pokemon like pokemon's been around for a while and mm -hmm. they have a huge following fan base and stuff like that so i know people are really excited for this and it seems to be a lot of pokemon stuff coming up in the near future so yeah no it's great too and i'm not surprised that i got one million downloads in just two days uh mainly because it was free but uh people are just hungry for pokemon on the nintendo switch and i think they will be They'll be happy to see what Nintendo has up their sleeve for them. Okay. So, since you're not a huge Pokemon fan, I'm, I'm guessing you haven't already pre-ordered uh, Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. That is correct. <laughs> okay. Well, those were both announced this week. They launched November 16th. And, Graham, so we're not going to get too deep into it because we'll talk about this at E3, right? We'll yeah. see a bunch of this and talk about it. But... There's supposedly another mainline like Pokemon game coming later by next year. And hopefully we see some of that too. Although I don't want Nintendo's whole show to be dominated by Pokemon. Yeah, but it won't be. I don't think it will be either. It'll be dominated by Smash. But tell Probably. me this. Riddle me this, Graham. What would happen if Microsoft came out and said, we're bringing Gears of War 5 and you can buy the Gears of War 5 this edition or the Gears of War 5 that edition and depending on which edition you get, you get different playable characters. <laughs> I know where you're going with this. <laughs> what would happen to them? What would happen to them? Well, they have a strong fan base and people buy collectibles and people will buy both of them. Um, no, no. Meep. In no, Graham. In, in the court of public opinion on social media, what would happen to Microsoft if they did that? They would get destroyed. Yes, they would. <laughs> you know they would. And I think even Sony might. But for some reason, like, every Pokemon game has, like, two different versions. And the only difference is you get, like, one different Pokemon in each one or something like yeah. that. Like, I don't Not know the specifics. one different Pokemon. There's, well, like, see, a million different... No, there, there's, there's different characters, yeah. And, well, like, Pokemon Sun and Moon had different time periods as well. Like, if you played Sun, 
you know, time was normal, but Moon was advanced 12 hours. So yeah, it's just a 12 hours difference, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but overall, though, like, it's... Well, I don't think there's that many different... Like I said, I don't really know. But it's a marketing thing, I'm sure. And it's work works great for them, so why wouldn't they just stick with that? Because basically... They've started it now, so they feel like they got to do it anyways, and people will buy it because they're like, "Oh, I want well, this one." And Grail, well, I, think, I think you're right. I think people are conditioned to just knowing this is what they do. Yeah. So they're okay with it. I mean, I think it started as a way to like get people to interact with each other, because like the idea is, you know, I have Pokemon Red, and Graham, you have Pokemon Blue, and there's Pokemon I can catch that you can't, and vice versa. And That's so true. the idea is to trade the Pokemon back and forth if you're trying yeah. to collect them all and, like, play with people. So, like, I could see that, and it just became, uh, like, the standard for Pokemon. And, again, sure. Pokemon's, like, the only thing that does this. There's no other Nintendo franchise that does no, this. No, no, no. So, like, I mean, I guess we could blame Nintendo, but it really it's Niantic that yeah. has the the issue. But going back to the, the Let's Go games, like, what, what if you were to choose one, which one would you buy, Pokemon or Pikachu or Eevee? I don't even know. <laughs> I um, would probably just pick Pikachu just because I know the name and. Well, I know that's, Eevee that's too because I caught like eight hundred thousand of them. In but yeah. Go. Yeah. But probably Pikachu. Mm, I'd go Eevee because Eevee's better. Um, okay. I, am, I the oh, biggest, oh. Is, am I the biggest Pokemon fan then yes. here? I, I yes. think yes. I am. Oh, easily. Hundred um, percent. And to be honest, gonna... like, like based on the trailer of this, like I don't know how this game really works like what is involved in it that will keep me coming back to play it um because to be honest like i might pick this game up it's it all depends on what what i see in reviews and stuff um but i'm i'm more excited for the the full pokemon game that comes next year than yeah. this yeah like I, I could be tempted you know into trying it because i've never really played a full like standard release Pokemon game before. I played Pokemon Go. We spent almost an entire episode, remember, Graham, on Pokemon Go, like, way, way back in the day. Yes. It was a single-digit episode. But that that was when the craze was going on. Yeah. And... and yeah, go ahead, Steve. And what I, what I heard about this is it's supposed to be a game that's, like, kind of introducing new players to the Pokemon series as, like, mm-hmm. like to bridge the gap between, like, the strict jrpg elements of like the mainline pokemon games and people that just got into pokemon go because it was free and kind of cute and fun and well, all that and, and so, to that effect steve it's got some integration with pokemon go right sure yes so you know that that's another way to kind of get those players in right so you anybody you get in anybody or any character you catch in like pokemon go and collect they can be integrated into the let's go game where it, I think the way I understand it is it's like kind of a zoo. You just get to see them there. Yeah. And whatever. But it's another way to try to bring those players in. Yep. So. Uh, and cool let's idea. be real. These yeah. uh, these games will sell like hotcakes. Oh, of course they will. And I'm not. And when I used that example before, like with Gears where I'm not knocking this. I, I think it's a little silly. But I get it. And it's kind of fun. And, and if it's to promote that trading aspect, I, th- I actually think that's pretty cool. Yeah, and I, I really don't think it, I, it's anything else because 
there's no reason to buy both. I know a lot of people do buy both because they're collectors and they just mm -hmm. like owning both copies. But most people pick one and then just trade with people. And now that the internet has become a, a thing, it's so easy to get all the Pokemon that you can't. Because, like, the, mm -hmm. the whole, like, trading... Uh, what's the word? Like, in the game, you know, you can just type in what Pokemon you want and then people, like, ask for Pokemon back. And you can just trade that way, and it's really cool and really easy, and it's awesome. And I, I don't have a problem with with this because no, there's really nothing, nothing like majorly different minus no. the the Pokemon, and in some cases the bad guys, like in Ruby and Sapphire, the which team was team bad? Rocket. No, it was Team oh. uh, Magma and Team Aqua okay. that were um, like bad in each game. But it's just minor story details. Nothing, nothing that like you need to buy both to play right. or. To, well, to get and, the experience. Yeah, and Steve, there are collectors out there. I mean, we have a collector on our show. Guilty. Yeah. <laughs> so, Graham, just real quick, before, no, we go into, before we go into our last story, um, if Fallout 4 is released on Switch... Yes, I will buy it. Not, no, no, no. The question is not, will you buy it? But <laughs> many. How, many cop how many times will you have bought Fallout 4 at that point? At that point, I... Probably pushing six or seven. Oh my God. <laughs> That's that. insane. Yeah, there's a lot. I, I, I admit I had a problem or had a problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> real, real quick before we go on. You yeah. know, if you guys watched the trailer, you saw the little like Pokemon ball controller thing that's supposed to act like a Joy-Con. I can't wait because Dark Souls Remastered is coming to the Switch later or in the summer, and I can't wait to see someone beat Dark Souls. Uh, with that that little controller because someone did it with a guitar hero controller and a dance dance revolution pad So someone's gonna do it with that little Pokemon ball and that's gonna be the greatest thing ever Graham, So Graham do, out your, Graham, do your drunk soul screen with the Pokeball controller. <laughs> oh, yeah, I couldn't even do it with a normal controller <laughs> <laughs> So for everybody out there if anybody joined Graham and it's still like video on demand right on Twitch Graham? Yes, we didn't delete it. Okay, good. So Graham did a drunk soul screen uh, stream first time through playing the game. That was a terrible idea, but bad idea. <laughs> and so Graham's like power back shots left and right. And for anybody that was wondering, like Graham said, I'm gonna come back and stream later. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> he, I, I he, streamed in my well, dreams. So yeah, Graham. Graham went night night in like what the afternoon. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like two o'clock Pacific time, so five o'clock. It was a, it was I guess night. Dusk. It was dusk for Graham. <laughs> well, if you watch stream, you'll you'll see how much daylight is still there, probably. <laughs> well, the sun doesn't even set right now until like eight. That's true. So, it's yeah, Graham went night night in the middle of the day because you died that many times. I think that's awesome. So it's cool that you did that stream. You should do it yeah. with Pokeball because well, no, don't because we don't want you to die, Graham. Yeah. Um, I'll have to have a doctor poisoning. doctor on notice. <laughs> yeah, Graham <laughs> did like getting his stomach pumped and everything. We don't need that. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, last up, um, Fortnite, very likely uh, coming to the Nintendo Switch, according to the Korean Game Rating Board. Uh, they posted a rating for Fortnite on Switch. I actually think Fortnite's a great title for Nintendo Switch. What do you guys think? Well, it's on Android, so it just makes sense for it to come to the switch and yes it's a, i could almost bet anything that it will be on the nintendo switch and i think it's fitting and i think it's will do well 
that's my opinion. What do you think, and Graham? I, should this be the one where like Microsoft and Nintendo get together and say we're going to do crossplay? Uh, that's actually not a bad idea. Well, well they've the, been doing it with Minecraft, have they I, not? I was just going to say in yeah. Rocket League as well. In Rocket League. Yeah. So yeah. why not this one? It's free to play. It gets it has a huge following, you know, amongst gamers, and it, it's brought in a lot of casual gamers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it, it Fortnite's actually served as a great like entry point into gaming for a lot of people. Um, I think crossplay is a great idea. Not that they need it. It's not that you need you know to boost the player base to make sure you're getting matches. There's no problem getting matches in Fortnite. No. No. No problem at all. But I, I think that's another way. Like, we love a lot of things about Sony, but want to put a little pressure on them because, you know, you're not protecting all the children. You're protecting your thing by by not agreeing to crossplay. And I know what the messaging is, and it's crap. Sorry. <laughs> but it is. So I, I, I want to put some more pressure there because there are games that would really benefit guys from crossplay. And having that extra, you know, number of players in there to get get more games, um, I can see every sports game benefiting from that. I can see some of your shooters that are like a year old really benefiting from that. So I, I would like to see it. Steve, thoughts? Uh, I don't care either way. I mean, it's cool, uh, and crossplay would be would be awesome. But it it's not like a, a seller to me. No, I, it's I just, not. I don't know. It just doesn't... I have, like, no opinion on it, to be honest. Okay. Like, I understand why Sony doesn't, and I understand why Microsoft would kind of want it, um, just to increase player base. To, and I, I don't know. Just, if it happens, yeah. cool. And, it, you know, the precedence is there between Microsoft and Nintendo, so it very likely. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't see Sony getting involved. And this is not the one thing that'll, like, piss Sony fans off um, being like, oh, Fortnite is crossplay between those two, but we are not. We're going to go after them. That, that's not going to No, happen. and that won't. It, it would put no. pressure from like the outside, not from within their fan base. But yeah, but they, they haven't succumbed to the pressure from the outside yet. And yeah, I don't this, think they this, will. This but doesn't add that much more. <laughs> no, I, don't, I agree. So, it, I mean, we can dream, right? I, I'd like to see it happen someday. Not just for, not for Fortnite, just in general. But oh, yeah. But I don't think it's coming anytime soon, um, especially if one of my predictions that we'll get to here in a minute comes true. Um, so anything else on the news items, guys, before we move on? Nope. nope. I think All we right, can switch so... it up. God, Graham. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, snap your fingers, Graham. Just do it right now. Thank there you, you go. Um, okay. <laughs> So anyway, next week is E3. I think we mentioned that a couple times. And couple. yeah, like every year we've got predictions ready to go for E3. So the way we're doing it this year, we each have five predictions to make. And then we each made a sixth prediction that is kind of a reach. Something that we kind of don't think will happen. If we think there's a chance, maybe it will. Maybe we'll get a big surprise or either, either that or we just really, really, really want it to happen. So before we jump into predictions, I want to remind everybody again, now is the time to join our community. Tell us what you think about what your E3 predictions are. Next week on episode 100, we'll spend some time talking about your predictions, what you think is going to happen. Also, 
We're going to be doing a lot of giveaways next week. Next Friday as we celebrate 100 episodes in two years of doing this. And we're going to be doing giveaways all the way through E3. And the only way you can catch our E3 episodes is to join the community and subscribe to the show on iTunes, CastBox, Pocket Cast, whatever it is that you listen to. Go there and subscribe so you don't miss a single thing. All right, you can join our Facebook group, uh, the Gaming Hub Forums. You can follow us on Twitter at TXH Gaming Hub. Follow us on Twitch, TXH Gaming Hub there. We'll have pre and post shows of every single major conference and E3. Uh, minus Nintendo, we'll just do a, a later post show for that one. But make sure you join everybody this week. And please tell someone, tell, tell a friend about the show. Have them, have them join in, have them take part. Tell them, hey, at the worst, worst thing that can happen is you might win something. And then give it to them. Yeah. <laughs> so, but let's uh, let's jump into predictions, guys. So we're going to go kind of roundtable format here. And Graham, let's start with you. Okay. So what is now, your first prediction? My first prediction, obviously we were talking about Fallout 76, and we know it's coming. We just don't know when it's coming. Well, I think Bethesda, like, they realize how much people enjoyed how they announced, like, Fallout 4. And it's coming out this fall in November or so I think they're going to stick with that, and they're going to say Fallout 76, and they're going to show it, and it's going to be pretty extensive what they show, and they're going to be like, well, this game, will you will be able to play it this fall. So I think that is going to happen. That's well, my I, prediction. Steve, I think Graham just scored a point, because in other news, water is wet. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, like cheating. You yeah, think it was yeah. that? Good job, do you, Graham. You think so? Okay. I, I do. I think I think that one's gonna happen. I think you're gonna be right. I mean, there's a chance it won't. There's a yeah. chance it won't, Graham. But I think you're gonna be right. So I'm gonna amend my first prediction. Um, to FIFA 19 will be announced and released this year. <laughs> uh. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, Steve, let's go to you next. What do you got? All right. Well, I'm gonna go a little more, uh, a little bigger than Graham. So I'm gonna say. The reason Halo 6 is probably not coming this this year is because that Microsoft's going to announce VR and that Halo 6 will be fully playable in VR. And that took some development time, and that's the reason that we haven't really heard anything about Halo 6. Is Microsoft's going to team up and bring some sort of VR capacity to the Xbox, um, and then mm-hmm. Halo 6 will be included and fully playable. So now do you mean it's going to be a pack-in? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Um, okay. Yeah, I do. That's awesome. So this, and... That's your reach, right? <laughs> no, that's, no, that's, that's number not one. My, that's yeah. not my reach. I, I think, I think Steve, you're onto something. And I think it's a fully viable prediction that we could see VR from Microsoft this year. Because we have... Eventually. <laughs> everybody's gone super silent on VR lately. Yes. Even Sony, who has a VR headset. I know, because I have one. In the um, box, though. In a box. It's a collector's <laughs> item. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's, in good, it's in good shape. Yeah, it's in great shape. It is in pristine order. Uh, pristine condition. So, anyway, um, I think I think it's very likely we'll see that. And maybe not super likely, but I, I wouldn't be that shocked. I'd just be really excited. Uh, especially if they can pull off Halo, Steven, like, just like it looks on your TV. Yeah. You know? No difference. Like, if they can pull that off, that's amazing. And that, that does change the VR game at that point, in my mind. Because it raises the bar for everybody. And wait then, till we get, and Steve, you got to do it. Wait till we get the first legit 
like horror game that has seamless VR playability. No, no, I don't. Giant <laughs> spiders. Giant no. spiders. Giant no, spiders. That's what I'm yes. About. If Halo Six brings back the flood, I don't think I'm going to be buying it in VR because those things are spider-ish, like the little tiny mm-hmm. ones. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> so, but think of like Last of Us in VR or. Um, Evil Within in VR, something like that. Even the smaller games, like Layers of Fear in VR, would be really intense. So, and you guys enjoy that until dawn. (laughs) Yeah, until dawn. And they did a VR thing, just not the full Mm -hmm. game. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, no, I'm just kidding with you, Steve. I I know there's zero (laughs) chance of that occurring. (laughs) So. So mine, uh, I'm going to stick, my first one, I'm going to stick with Microsoft here. Um, I think they're going to have reps from Platinum Games on stage, and they're going to announce a new game that uh, is being developed by them for the Xbox One, and I think there's a really good chance it's going to be the revival of Scalebound. Yes. I'm on board with that. I might be the only one. Yeah, I know you were really excited for it, Steve. Yeah. Out of three of us, but I'm sure there's many others. No, there were a lot of people. Yeah, there were a lot of people on, on the groups that like were not like laughed when this was canceled. But there was there was our my little small little niche group that really wanted this game, mm-hmm. and and that was me. And you know, being able to fight next to a dragon sounded awesome. And so, well, I'm, and, and, and Steve, like, and, well, and Graham, I should say, like, regardless of how excited you or I were for the game, it still feels like a major gap in their their um library in what they offer. oh yeah yes so they need to do this yeah they're they're too narrow in genres right now it's like you know i'm waiting for them to announce here's the game where you race around a car and shoot at the same time yeah no we know. combine forza into gears because then it's yeah. development and <laughs> there's your game guys <laughs> yeah every time you every time you shift gears like perfectly accurately you're like hell yeah <laughs> so. and there'll be two editions the dom edition and the marcus phoenix yeah, edition with different and... cars yep <laughs> so collect them all yeah collect them all <laughs> so anyway grant back to you what's your second one okay so my second one is nintendo will announce another zelda game to be remastered for the switch and I was kind of leaning to Skyward Sword because that's kind of the game that fell between the cracks. And I think that this could uh, revive it. And obviously I would buy it. And because I never finished it on the Wii, I actually, I don't know how much time I actually put into it. Because I wasn't big on like the motion controls and all that stuff. But I definitely would like to get back into it. And if it got remastered on Switch, I'd be all in. And I kind of just threw in one along with that. There will be a Zelda-themed Switch will be announced along with it, and then I'll have to scramble and get one so I don't have to spend oh, a lot God. extra money to <laughs> get one. Stop. But I, I feel like every other Nintendo system has ha- had one of these systems, so I would think that one will come, whether it be at this point in time, but if a Skyward Sword does get announced this could be the time where they would package it in as a uh, collection so that is my prediction number two and tyler okay so I mean, give me a well, hard time well graham i just do I, what i want <laughs> graham i think 
I think it'd be great if Nintendo had some sort of way where you could play older games on their system. Oh. But we don't know what it's called yet. We don't so. know what it's called yet. Graham says it's coming. It's just going to have a different name. It's going to be, <laughs> you know, Purple Rainbow Unicorn. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be nice. Graham, okay. I hope that happens. <laughs> I do too. Um, I do too. I, I want to see a, a collection, actually, but I, I feel like it's Nintendo, so they know they can get $60 for each game. So... Yeah. They're not going to do a collection of, like, Skyward Sword, Twilight Princess, and, like, Wind Waker. But that's what I'd like to see. Yeah. Um, they could, though. Like to, they could, but they, they won't. They have because... done that before with the GameCube. They released all the NES games on the GameCube. Yeah, but this is Nintendo now, and they charge $60 for Tropical Freeze. And that was just a Wii U game. And you over. bought one. I did and you buy bought it. it. I did, but I didn't have it on the <laughs> And this Wii U, is why so. they do it, Steve, because we buy it. <laughs> that's true. I mean... Yeah, I, I am kind of to blame for <laughs> this happening. Um, but I, I'll buy a, a, any Zelda game that comes because I really enjoyed Breath of the Wild and I'd like to play some of the older ones um, on, a, on on my couch. I just, like, I have Ocarina of Time on my DS and it's just, I don't like playing on my DS for that long period of time. So anything that allows me to play on my couch with my 4K TV that that as well be doing so yeah all right what uh what's here steve all right uh bethesda will announce a new elder scrolls game however it's not gonna be uh the elder scrolls 6 it'll be like what new vegas was for fallout okay and who's but gonna I make it um that's a good question I haven't thought that far ahead in my predictions, yeah. Graham. I'm just predicting stuff. <laughs> uh, it could be Elder Scrolls Six, but I, I see the spinoff happening um, as more likely because the last I heard from Todd Howard that the Elder Scrolls Six was a ways off. I, I'm with you, but I think it is going to be Elder Scrolls Six. I mean, I, I I'm, I think it is. I'd be happy to be wrong on the second point in this case, as long as we get. This Elder year Scrolls. is six years since we got Elder Scrolls Five. No, we had a remaster like three years ago. That doesn't. So, count. yes, it does. No. <laughs> so, six years is about right for their development times. So, I, I think there's a good chance that we get it. I, mean, we'll I, see. Hope. I hope. Okay, for me, Electronic Arts. EA is gonna we'll have respawn on stage showing off respawn's Star Wars game. We won't get it, I don't think, till next year or the year after. But I think we're gonna see it and see some of it this year. So I, that I think would breathe some real life into EA's conference if that happens, and I think there's a good chance that it will because everybody's so focused on Battlefield Five and uh, Anthem. I don't want to see any Battlefront 3 right now. I don't. No. It's it's just, it reminds me of disappointment. I don't want to see that. Yeah, I don't think you will. No, I don't even think we'll see a tease. But I would love to see a tease of what Respawn's working on. Because Respawn does shooters really, really well. And so does DICE, and Battlefront was not fun. But I'm excited to see what Respawn will do with their take on it. So that's my second one. Graham, let's go back to you. What uh, what do you have? Okay, so you guys might notice a little bit of a theme developing in my predictions. But <laughs> my next one is a Mass Effect trilogy 
remastered will be announced for all systems. So PC, Xbox, PlayStation, and the Nintendo Switch. Because I think people have wanted this backwards compatible for a long time, and we finally got it. And I think this is the time to do it. And if it's remastered, like the first one, because that game came out a long time ago. I don't remember exactly when. But that game, when you're driving over like the different planets and stuff like that, if they remaster that in like 4K and maybe throw in HDR, that game will look stunning. And I will absolutely 100%. I won't get it on the Switch just because if it's in 4K HDR, I will get that for the One X. Yeah. And I will play through that trilogy and I will enjoy the living crap out of it. So here's my question, Graham. This could happen. But here's my question. Why now? Why not do it before the last, before Andromeda came out? To yeah. To kind of get that excitement, you know? Well, the One X wasn't out for one. True. I don't think. No, yeah. but but you wouldn't be developing it just for the One X. You'd want to put it on, on yeah, for PlayStation pl- as well. PlayStation 4 Pro, yeah. So, but now, because before it was no point to do it in 4K, but now you have two okay. capable systems of 4K. Yeah. And I think they kind of want people still be thinking about Mass Effect and like Andromeda not so much so they're like okay if we put this out they'll kind of like forget about that and then if we go okay, back yeah. to it we'll have like a high note to like oh the success of this let's announce another Mass Effect in the future something like that okay I mean I can see that alright fair enough Steve what do you got alright this one might be a reach but it's not my reach Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake is going to get a release date, and it's going to come out this year. Uh, that second part is is my reach. I, that's questionable, but I really hope it does. I'm, I've been looking forward to this game for a while, and I think Sony might put it out this year just so... Uh, Why? Well, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's coming to the Xbox. In fact, I know it is. But I see it coming soon, and I'm hoping this year. So that's my prediction. Okay. All right, mine. You guys, remember a couple weeks ago when Sony said that the next generation, they're, they're entering the final phase of the current generation, but we're not going to see a new console for three years? Yeah. I don't believe them. At all. No? No. Nope. I, I, so you remember two years ago when Microsoft dropped that bomb at the end of their conference and they showed that sizzle reel for the One X? And everybody got so hyped. The, the six video was teraflops. Like, yeah, nobody really knew what a teraflop was, but it had six of them, and that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know. <clears throat> but, uh, Todd Howard and all those people on there, I think we're going to get the exact same thing from Sony this year. Probably at the very end of their conference, showing off the PlayStation 5. With 10 teraflops. teraflops. Yeah, with like, <laughs> you know... About twelve or six point one teraflops, you know. Octoflops. <laughs> yes. There you go. Right. It'll just say teraflops equals more than Xbox. That's all I was gonna say. Yeah, they have the greater symbol. Yep. He has teraflops greater than Xbox. Yes. Teraflops. And we will not see a release date. We will not see a price. We won't see anything like that. But that would line it up perfectly to put Death Stranding as a, re- a launch title for the PlayStation 5. Yeah, no, it's quite possible, especially where they're like, 
oh, it's going to be a long time for the next one comes out. But like, well, we're kind of at the end of the cycle of this one. So I'm like, well, what? which one is it? So that, it's quite possible. Yeah. I, I can see that happening for sure. And it might not. They might be telling the truth, but I doubt it. I'm going to call them on it. And I think we're going to see it. And it's they, they just want it to be a massive surprise at the end. Because that's your winny three moment. Basically, just in terms of getting people excited. So, I, I think I, I think that we're, we're going to see that this year. So, all right, Graham, back to you. Back to me again, eh? All right. Yeah. So, I don't know if you guys know this, but I know this. And I'm sure other people know this. But this year will mark the 10th anniversary for Fallout 3. And I think with that, because basically with Fallout 76, it's going to be kind of like a Fallout theme going at, at one point. So I think when they're going to stick to that theme, they're going to be like, Fallout 3 will be remastered for uh, all systems. I stick to all systems because I'm an optimist. And when I say all systems, that includes Nintendo Switch. So I think that's going to be a big part of it because Fallout 3 was very successful and it's 10-year anniversary, and I think it will be successful. And as the guys just alluded to, Looks like I'm going to have to buy it for the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> yeah. You think it's only going to come on the Nintendo Switch? No, I said all, all systems. But, Graham, what uh, if they say that it's going to be, like, um, enhanced for the Xbox One X? Well, I'll just buy it for both systems. Oh, my God, Graham. No. Just... <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying that. Graham, there's so much new cool stuff coming out this year. Like, I don't want to hear anything from you on, oh, this is going to be so much money. Because you're going to spend half of it on stuff you already played and bought. And you're yeah. going to buy, like, two, three copies of stuff. Yeah. It and seems then, like it. Yeah. An and, then you're, yeah. and then you're going to get, like, then Red Dead's going to come out and be like, oh, I don't know. Well, no. We can choose. Okay. Steve, what do you got? <laughs> so, uh, Microsoft will announce a sequel to uh, the amazing JRPG on the Xbox 360 of Lost Odyssey, and Lost Odyssey 2 will be coming at some point to an Xbox console near you. All right. Sounds good. So, uh, mine... Sony's going to actually commit to a release date for The Last of Us 2 during their conference this year. No. So we're going to see the we're going to see a trailer, we're going to see gameplay and when it's going to end with a release date coming up. It's not going to be this year. But I could see it being a late spring release next year. So you think it's going to be actually a solid date, not like uh spring 2019 or um, or just so, 2019? Okay. Let's say I get a half point if it's, like, spring 2019, but I get a full point if it's an actual date. So, okay. I, but I think they're going to at least give us the window, but I, I do think we're going to see an actual day. So if you had to pick a window, what window do you think they would release it? Um, late spring, early summer next year. So Q2? Q1, Yeah, Q2, Q2 somewhere in there. Yep. Okay. Yep. We'll that's, see. That's where I see it. They, they've had a lot of success releasing games in that in that window. Yeah, because nothing else comes out around it. Yep. <laughs> so, or nothing good. Yeah, and it doesn't have to compete against the big third party titles. Yeah, Microsoft so, just chooses that hill to die on. I know. Every, every I don't year. know why. Just 
Like, Forza's fine, I guess, but why Why in the world would you release ReCore in the holiday season? Why yeah, Sunset or, Overdrive? Why... Or Shadow of the Tomb Raider the same day Fallout 4 comes out. Yeah, or Rise just... of the Tomb Raider, I mean. Yeah. yeah. They're going to do that again with Shadow, too. They release the same day as Fall whatever. 70, if, if Fall 76 is going to come out yeah. that day. Or no, or the Elder Scrolls Six will be out on the day that Shadow of the Tomb Raider is yeah. supposed to come out. And Square Enix <laughs> is just gonna cry. But I mean, I'm like, no, have they learned nothing? <laughs> well, it's not even their fault this year because they got their release date out there first. Yes. And so the yeah. thing is, like Bethesda knows, like for their big two anyway, for Fallout and Elder Scrolls, they can release on whatever day they want. Like they could go up against Call of Duty and be fine. Yeah, but can they go up against Red Dead 2 and be fine? I don't think nobody else is coming out that day. Like, Call of Duty moved to get away from it. Yeah. So I'd buy both. <laughs> yeah. uh, Elder Scrolls 6 and Red Dead 2. Yeah. And I'd probably play the Elder Scrolls before. Not gonna lie. So, Graham, back to you. Back to me. Okay, uh, this is kind of wishful thinking, and I'm sure Tyler's wishing for this as well. But... Please let me see an Unravel 2 being announced at E3. Please. And that is my prediction. And I'm hoping that one comes true. Along well, with every other we, one. <laughs> we know it's happening. It's oh, we do. Just, yeah. But, okay. I'm, but I'm taking your prediction to say that we'll see it on stage. Yes. We'll see the guy on stage. Which, honestly, when, when he... I forget his name and I apologize. But when he was on stage in, what, 2015? I think it was. Like, that was one of the best moments of E3, because he had such, like, care and passion about that game. Like, he was stumbling through words, he was so nervous, and, like, the crowd got behind him. And, like, you know, it kind of helped him through it. They were clapping and cheering for him. That was a really kind of cool moment in what's normally a bad EA conference. So, and you could just tell, like, the passion he had behind this game. Like, he poured everything about him into the game. And it showed in the final product. Steve, I know you don't love it as much as like me and Graham, but there's no doubt that that game was made with a lot of care. But And that game was made by someone who... That, that game was not conceived in a boardroom where they decide what game is going to sell the most copies. Surprising, too, because it's no. EA. <laughs> I know. And I, so. I feel like I learned a lot more about this guy as well from playing the game. Yeah. Because he did share some of his memories and stuff like that yeah. and like the themes as well. Like I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I can see this guy, this is what he's kind of against and like Yep. So yeah, no, it's really cool. I'm with you and I really hope we get to see it again uh, this year. So I really do hope, Graham, that comes true. All right, Steve. And on the Nintendo Switch. Yep. <laughs> All right, my last non-reach. I know that FromSoft has a game in the works um, that is not of the Dark Souls or Bloodborne variety. However, I still think Sony is going to show Bloodborne 2 in their conference uh, this week to the applause of many Sony fans. Yeah. Uh, and that is my last... Prediction. We know that's coming though, right? Bloodborne Two. <laughs> no, we don't. No, uh, I don't think no? it's been actually announced yet. Okay. Like we just assume. Yeah. Okay. Know. All right, mine. <clears throat> We're gonna get some Halo this year, everybody. It's not gonna be Halo Six. That's gonna make me sad, and this might make me more sad if this comes true. But I think there's a good chance it will. I think they're gonna announce Halo Five Battle Royale mode on stage. They're gonna show it off. Huge map, 
and they're going to say it's playable today as an update to Halo 5. That would not surprise me at all if we see that uh, this year on the Microsoft stage. Well, I think, I think it's quite possible <laughs> because I've heard this prediction elsewhere. So it seems like seems like there's a good chance it could happen. It's yeah. I just think they they want to get something out for it, and this is a way to kind of capitalize on Battle Royale fever. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a download people for people who already have the game, so there's a built-in player base, all that stuff. And Steve, can you make the sound again? Uh. <laughs> and this so, looks so you're excited. Out the size of the game at 130 gigs. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll like literally you'll just have to own like two Xbox Ones and <laughs> yeah. hook the hard drives together. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't want to know that. Like, Halo is such a huge game already. Mm-hmm. So, Steve, you're excited for this? <clears throat> no. No. Okay. Yeah, I. I don't know. I, I'll i try it if it happens, but I probably won't stick to it. I'll probably just want to go back and, you know, play Arena after after doing Battle Royale. Because I tried the other one, too, right? Like, what was their big new build last time? I, f- I forget the name of it right now. Warzone, I think. Warzone, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. I tried that, and I kind of had some fun with it, but then I just found myself going back and doing, like, Slayer. Yeah. So, Slayer. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Let's do our Reach predictions. Graham, let's start with you. Okay. Um, I don't really know where this came from. It just kind of, like, dawned on me. Um, okay. I, I was kind of playing this game as of late. Um, and we know that the third one to complete the trilogy is coming out in uh, September, October. September. I, I don't remember. September. It's September. Okay. Yep. And the game I'm talking about, obviously, it's Tomb Raider Rise, uh, or Shadow of the Tomb Raider. But I think with that, the final one, the complete trilogy, they're going to announce a Tomb Raider trilogy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they're going to announce for all systems. There's good chance, but I, it's going to be announced for the Nintendo Switch. Because they're going to see the success of Tomb Raider and all that stuff. And they're going to be like, we should jump on this. And I don't mm-hmm. know... With the power of the console, how well Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Um, I'm sure it can run uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, and that game is amazing. So I got faith in it, and I think they're gonna just uh, they're gonna do the trilogy, or at least they're gonna like just start with like the beginning with uh, the Tomb Raider. I think it was just just straight up called Tomb Raider. Okay. So I think that's a reach. It's probably not going to happen but hey you never know and i'm sure yeah. people would like to see it that own the switch and it's a great game and if they can get it out there for another audience then it's kudos to them yeah i just don't know if the switch can can run it and actually do it i mean we'll see well yeah but the fact that it ran wolfenstein too like that's true true that's pretty competitive yeah and there's no like multiplayer element to it really so yeah i can see that like i remember when um, Respawn was asked if like Titanfall 2 was going to ever come to the Switch, and they just laughed. Yeah. <laughs> so they were like, they're like, no, they, they, it can't handle the game. So I, I don't know. It'd be cool if it happened. I guess. I mean, do you think Graham though? That's really Switch's like fan base. I mean, it's not. It's never bad to have more options. 
Uh, well, but. no, exactly. About the options, like I think they're really going to go hard with the third party, and mm. I think this is a great third party. So if my predictions of Tomb Raider, Fallout, and <laughs> Mass Effect all come to the Switch, that is three big ones. It is. It is. All right. Steve, what's your, what is your Reach prediction? So before the release of Kingdom Hearts 3 this year, we're going to see a Kingdom Hearts 2.9 coming to the Xbox, and it's going to include all the games from the 1.5 and 2.5 collection and the 2.8 collection on um, the PlayStation 4. So Xbox owners will be able to play all the Kingdom Hearts games um, and have the like cutscenes from the other three available mm. on on the xbox and yep. if that happens i'd absolutely be buying it even though i own them on playstation um because you know i'm crazy about that series like graham's crazy about almost everything else <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not quite so this is gonna be a, a 500 hours a uh, game that people can put time into it eh? sure <laughs> right. no nah, it's not that big it's like 300 no nah, just 300 yeah, no just you know, that's, if that's if it, they weren't as big as that, I would probably more inclined to play it. But I've other games I would choose over. Like if it was like a shorter, yeah, like it's a like playing Fallout Four for the sixth time. Yeah, yes. <laughs> just because I own it six times, I mean I've played it six times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All right so my my last one, and this is it's definitely a reach, and it's also a wish. A new full AAA Bioshock game will be announced this year uh, during either the Microsoft or Sony show. And I, I don't know which one. I don't know which one makes more sense. I, I think really Microsoft makes more sense if they want to make a big splash with it. Because um, how do you how does Bioshock stand out in the middle of like Last of Us 2 and Spider-Man and you know Ooh, all the yeah. other stuff sh- and Death Stranding you know and whatever else. Like, yeah. it's just going to get kind of get lost in the shuffle there. It'll be a big deal, but I think it stands out more on the Microsoft stage. And remember, the first Bioshock was a, an Xbox exclusive no, on PlayStation. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was not on PlayStation. Yes, it was. Even later it was, but not at first. I don't think so, but okay. Um, so if it, it's announced during any other conference, I'm not giving you a point for that. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I'm kidding. But I hope it does happen. I know there's a lot of Bioshock fans. And uh, they deserve a good fourth game, I think. Now's the time. Yeah. All right, guys. Anything else prediction-wise? No. But I'm definitely excited for E3 and see how right I am. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, that wraps up our prediction segment, everybody. Uh, if you have your predictions for E3, you know, tell us, uh, send them to us in uh, any of our community chats. You can go on to Facebook, look up the Gaming Hub forums there. You can go on to Twitter, follow us at TXH Gaming Hub there. On Twitch, TXH Gaming Hub there as well. And when you're on any of those, you'll see the link to go to Discord. We'd love for you to join our Discord community and take part in the conversation there. So, all right, let's move into what's coming out this week and what we can get uh, new in stores uh, before all the really cool stuff gets announced next week. And we'll start with Xbox. 
So, on the 5th, all three of these games, on the 5th, you can get Vampire, Far Cry 5, Hours of Darkness, and the game we're all waiting for, Shaq Fu, A Legend Reborn. Hell yeah. I know, like, this is Christmas for you. <laughs> it is. This Graham, is how many times Christmas. have you played the original Shaq Fu game? Um, uh, let me count... None. Okay. That's probably <laughs> just lying. Um, <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> so, yeah, Shaq Fu's making a comeback, everybody. Uh, if you're excited about it, let us know. Uh, you can also send us an email, by the way. Uh, the Gaming Hub Podcast at gmail.com. So we'd appreciate that as well. Let us know if you're excited to play Shaq Fu. Let us know your E3 predictions, all that good stuff. Uh, we have new games with gold. For June, so you can get Assassin's Creed Chronicles Russia from the first to the thirtieth. You can still get Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain through the fifteenth of the month, and um, on three sixty you can get Sonic and All Stars Racing Transformed right now. So that's it for Xbox, Steve. What do you got for PlayStation? All right, so all three games that Tyler mentioned are also coming to PlayStation, and then also on the fifth you can get On Rush. And the Elder Scrolls Online Somerset um, coming to PlayStation, but it's, they're also coming to Xbox. As far as PS Plus games, you can get Trials Fusion and XCOM 2 available now. Graham, Nintendo. Okay, so because Tyler said Shaq Fu is like one of my favorite games and I play it all the time, Shaq Fu is also available on the Switch, so I can buy it for the Switch as well. No, I'm kidding. I've never played this game. Take my word for it. <laughs> Uh, also, you can get on June 5th, Happy Birthdays, and then on June 7th, you can pick up The Banner Saga 2. And that is your Switch titles. Alright, so let's move into questions. We have almost 20 minutes for questions this week. So, Steve, what do you got for us? Alright, we'll go with uh, Nick the Bearcat on Discord asks, uh, which controller is your favorite of all time? And which peripheral is your favorite of all time? Graham, um, we're going to go to you first here because oh, I know... Yeah. Throw it to me. ...that your favorite controller is <laughs> the DualShock 4. Yes, that's my favorite controller to throw at the wall when I can't hit that <laughs> damn options button. Yes. That is <laughs> it's definitely not my favorite controller of time. Uh, favorite controller of all time. That is kind of tough um i'm gonna just go with something that i'm used right now and i'm gonna go with the the pro controller for the nintendo switch it's got impeccable battery life uh it's usb 3.0 like so i guess it charges faster and it honestly feels like a really well-built controller like i've even owned the the elite controller from the xbox but that stupid left stick broke like, I only, I had pretty brand new, too. Like, it didn't have very long. So, that would be that. As far as peripheral, um, I'm going to go with the Super Scope 6 for the Super Nintendo. That game, or that thing, was fun. Like, I don't know what many other games you could use it for, but it came with, a, like, a disc with a, multiple games on it. And they had kind of, like, a Tetris games, but you would, like, shoot it. And uh-huh. that was fun as hell. I loved that as a kid. And I hope I still have it in Newfoundland. (laughs) 
All right, so I'll go next real quick. Uh, my like favorite like additional like uh, well, I guess my favorite primary controller of all time, I would have to say is the Xbox 360 controller. And I, I really like the Xbox One controller as well, but uh, I've, I've just become accustomed to the offset thumbsticks. I like the responsiveness of the controller. I actually really liked my uh, Xbox Elite controller, except it ordered stuff for me off the store <laughs> whenever I set it down. <laughs> but because of the paddles. But yeah, my favorite like like peripheral controller would be the NES Advantage from way back. What is that? That, uh, it was like this huge thing, and, well, a huge by today's standards, right? And it had the joystick, and the A and B buttons were, like, huge. Okay. On it, and they had the key thing, though, Graham, was right above each of the A and B buttons, it had, like, a little turbo button. Uh, so cheating. So you can select turbo. Okay. And then when you play, like, track and field, you know, where you gotta hit A over and over and over to run? Mm-hmm. You know, you just hold, hit turbo, and then just hold down A, and you're winning everything. And when you're a little kid, that's awesome, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was my favorite, uh, like, peripheral controller of all time. Um, I remember I had to beg for that as a kid to get it. So, yeah, that would be mine. Steve? All right. My favorite controller of all time, probably the, I'm with you, Tyler, the Xbox 360 controller. I like the offset thumbsticks. I do love the Pro Controller and the battery life's amazing for the Switch. However, like the PlayStation, the um, the plus and minus buttons right next to the home and the share buttons, I've pressed the wrong button more times than I can count in, when I'm playing Breath of the Wild trying to get into the menus. I accidentally hit the – because it's hard to get a feel for them because they're not like – they're not really that different height-wise. So it's easy to press the wrong button just like the share button or the – options button on the PlayStation. As far as peripheral goes, I think I'm going to go with the the Rock Band 1 guitar. Even over like the Guitar Hero guitars because the Rock Band 1 guitars and actually all the future Rock Band guitars had the the five buttons on the bottom as well. So like you could play um solos uh, using solos, those yeah. buttons without having to actually strum and that made the game like easier. In, in a lot of ways um, than the Guitar Hero guitar did. And I, it was just a fun little thing, and I put countless hours in the Rock Band 1 and 2. Uh, and so that's what I would go with. Okay, not to attack your choice. Mm-hmm. One thing I didn't like about that is when you snap the headstock in, there was no way to take that out to make it smaller. Like, if you are moving and you wanted to pack it away, you pretty much had to break it to get it out. Like, that's, mm-hmm. like I don't understand why it was like that. That, other than that, yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah. Real quick, me. <laughs> <laughs> real, real quick, Steve, for your next question, just to clear up on Bioshock, because I looked it up here. Uh, yeah. We're right. both like we're both like half right. You're both wrong. Just so yeah, <laughs> well, we're both wrong. Um, but it got the Rise of the Tomb Raider treatment. Yeah. So it came out on the 360 in August of 2007. And it came out on the PS3 in October of 2008. So it was a timed exclusive for Xbox at launch. So, all right. I just wanted to clear right. that up. Next question. Okay. okay. Next question comes from Brian. He asks, uh, what game did you think you would not like but ended up really enjoying? That's a good question. It's a tough question. Yeah. Got to rack my brain here. Actually, um, you know what? I know. I know. Um, 
Grand Theft Auto Five. I'd never really gotten real deep into a GTA game before. And I, I got five just because everybody else got five. And played it, and I just got sucked in right away. Like, it was so amazing and good. The story-wise, the characters, all of it. So that that's mine. Okay. Um, um, oh, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to go with Dark Souls, if only because... So I bought the game, the first the first game, when it came out. And, like, I struggled mightily with it. And I ended up selling it. I didn't. I think I made it to the Bell Gargoyles. And then... Oh, yeah. I don't know what happened. I, I got stuck in the Undead Burg. Or the Undead Parish. When fighting the Capra Demon in that stupid boss arena. And that just frustrated me to no end. And then, like, I saw Dark Souls 2 on sale in my... Uh, one of my friends had it and we were like, okay, we'll co-op it. And then we were playing through that and I was enjoying it. And then I got dark souls three and I got super sucked in. And now I've been going back. I went back to dark souls one to play the, the, the heck out of it. And I've been loving it so far. So I'll say the dark souls series because I didn't like it at first. And, and now it's one of my favorites of all time. Okay. So I kind of have the same experience, except I didn't get rid of it. Uh, I was living in Vancouver at the time, and the people I live with, they knew more about the latest video games and all that stuff. And one guy, I don't know if he bought it or he got lent it from a friend or he bought it because somebody didn't like it, but it was Fallout 3. And I watched him play, and I, nothing like sucked me into it at all. And then at one point, like, he was gone or something like that. I'm like, oh, I'm going to try this game and start. So I played it, and I'm like, oh, you can pick up stuff. So I'm like, oh, ashtray, this. And I just pick up, pick up, pick up, like, everything. And it's like, you are over-encumbered. I'm like, oh, you kidding me? Like, so I'm like, this this is, game is not for me or whatever. And I'm not sure at what one point I'm like, well, I'm just going to try this again. But I did, and then I guess I learned how to like manage things properly, and saw what games had to offer like that. And then I, I guess, said I fell in love with it because I put countless hours into it. That's something you guys didn't know about so, me. So, <laughs> Graham, there was a day that you weren't that into Fallout. <laughs> there was. Like I thought your first words were "Please stand by." <laughs> so, no, no. Side, side question, Graham. You you've lived like. Literally, coast to coast in Canada. Yes. Um, you have followed the only road the whole way. <laughs> yes. Um, the, uh, what was your favorite city to live in in Canada, or is? Uh, Vancouver was pretty amazing. Um, I'm going to have to go with Vancouver. I'm, I'm from Newfoundland. You can't really say it's a city. It's a little town. Like You're surrounded by water, and there's nothing to do. So yeah. I'm I'm gonna go Vancouver. It's a beautiful area and stuff like that, and okay. you don't have to drive very far to see what it has to offer. Where you're at now, like you know, Toronto-ish area, is it like too much, just too big, or like what makes you like Vancouver more than that? Well, I guess the mountains is really nice. Like it's yeah. nice to look out the window and see a beautiful view of mountains. Here it's like it has like kind of a mountain area and like a valley, but it's not it's not as uh, picturesque or whatever. Okay, fair enough. Definitely more pollution, too. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> Called Steel City, so. Yeah. All right, Graham, or not Graham, Steve, what else do we have? 
All right, based God off this court ask, do you think a sports game could ever win Game of the Year? No. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either. It's, it's I, for such a niche audience. Yeah, there's not yeah. broad enough appeal. There, there are so many, like, quote, hardcore gamers or core gamers that just turn their nose up at sports titles immediately. Yeah. yeah. The only way I see a sports title win is if it was, like, sports but other things involved um or if they went really in depth in like the long shot mode from uh what's it called madden or what's um the journey in fifa like if one of those became like a long 40 hour thing where you play a few games but there's other stuff involved then potentially but i i'm pretty much on the board with you guys and no no way in hell (laughs) like a first person shooter Sports game. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> like the Gears of War, what was the football game in Gears of War? Oh, the Coltrane was like the yeah, professional. I don't remember the name of it right now. Yeah. I feel bad. I know. <laughs> but. but, yeah. All right. Next question. Mm-hmm. Um, Blake asks, if Xbox doesn't show much in the way of games this year, would y'all consider switching console homes to PlayStation 4? So for those of you who might be new, um, we use our Xbox to like party chat with each other and stuff, and we spend most of our time there, even though I haven't played a game on my Xbox. Well, I've been playing Dark Souls, so that's not yeah. entirely true, but that's about <laughs> it to the, the amount of games I play. I've been playing more on the PlayStation and the Switch, so that's why he asked this question. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys think? Well, I don't, I'm not sure we're the right people to answer, not just because we all have both. So if there's all three, Tyler, don't forget we you do want to switch. Okay, we have both big boy ones and the <laughs> other one too. Um, just kidding. Switch is amazing wherever it is. Well, no, I think apartment. But he asked this question to see if we'll yeah. consider doing party chat on on PlayStation instead and like hang out there more. So for me, no, um, because I I still think Xbox Live is the better service and. By far. And most of... I, I don't remember ever playing a third-party game where I felt like I was missing out from playing it on Xbox instead of PlayStation, except maybe Destiny, because you get the extra strike. Yeah. Um, but especially now, that since, since we own um, Xbox One Xs, like, now yeah. it's almost better to own it on the Xbox yep. graphically. So. Yeah. So I, I don't really see a scenario there. Like, there's no doubt that right now somebody's got the better games lineup. But that can change. Like, we, we had somebody in our community this week uh, posting, like, you know, they, they think it's just time for Xbox to, like, trash the current generation and start her over. Uh, I don't think it's there. Remember, three years ago, Xbox had better, like, first-party games. And we kept saying about Sony, yeah, you're talking about <clears> this stuff, but when is it actually coming? And now it's here with more on the way. So, and Xbox is in a lull right now. So it's, it it goes, you know, it's true on both sides at different points. So, but Xbox does, they're they're in a spot where they have to show something this year. It's got to be big, but I don't see anything that's going to really necessarily take me away um, as a primary console. How about you, Graham? Well, I'll just give you a couple examples why I will stick with the Xbox. One is the gamer score. I like okay. contributing to the overall score and having numbers, not 
oh, I got this trophy. It looks like every other trophy, but it's still a trophy. They're different um, colors, Graham. Well, yeah, but they're not that big variety of colors. I know platinum <laughs> is when you got all the other ones. But, no, I like having, like, an overall number, like, 10 to 50 to, to yeah. 200, whatever, and just be building towards something bigger. Mm-hmm. And second all is party chat. Oh, my God. PlayStation drives me crazy. Like, I'll be playing Rocket League with my roommate who has a PlayStation, and he'll send me an invite. And I love on Xbox when you get an invite, like, whether it's join a party or play a game, you just hold down the Xbox button, and it automatically opens up the game or goes to it or opens up party chat. Well, with PlayStation, you got to hold down the button, and you got to go into your notifications, and you got to select it. And, like, it's just not so seamless as the Xbox. And mm-hmm. I, like I'm so used to playing Xbox that when I go on the PlayStation, I think I can do that. But I'm like, nope. Okay, hold on. I got to do this and that. And it's like, man, just figure it out. It's it's simple. And that that's my other reason. All right, Steve. Anything? Yeah, I mean, I would, but you guys won't. So yeah. that's kind of forcing yeah. my hand a little bit. Um, I have been playing way more of my PlayStation than my Xbox. I have too. And honestly. What I've been doing is I'll turn my Xbox on, plug my controller in, switch channels over to HDMI, whatever my PlayStation is plugged into, and playing PlayStation games while talking to you guys on the Xbox. And that seems a little inefficient, but, you know, it doesn't... I understand Graham's point of view. I think I like the achievements better, and Xbox Party Mm -hmm. Chat does work. All right. But, yeah, so that's where I'm at. All right, so that's all the time we have for questions this week, everybody. And we're going to wrap up episode number 99 here. And we want to thank you for joining us, but I also want to remind you one more time, if you're listening to us on Dash Radio, please go subscribe on iTunes, Pocket Cast, CastBox, whatever it is, so you don't miss a single thing during E3 week. We ask you also, if you've been listening for a while and you're like, I like the show, come be part of our community if you haven't uh, done that yet. We want you to have a chance to win some cool stuff during E3. We're going to have a lot of stuff that we're giving away. So please come do that. The Gaming Hub forums on Facebook, at TXH Gaming Hub on Twitter, TXH Gaming Hub on Twitch. And when you're on Twitch, you'll see a link there below the screen or below the window for Discord. Please come join our Discord community as well. Let's get as many people here as we can so we can do some really cool giveaways yeah. E3 week and have a lot of fun together as a community. It's a great time to be a gamer and see some really cool, exciting stuff. So. Uh, okay, I, I, yeah, I want to throw in one more thing. Uh, YouTube, you f- forgot to mention oh, yes. YouTube. We've been putting up videos on there, been uh, putting some time into it. We have some MLB The Show videos. We have some God of War videos. Mm-hmm. We have some Legend of Zelda Breath of Wild. And you play it. a little game, guess who Guess who records which one. <laughs> Shouldn't be yeah. too hard to figure out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if you guys go in there and look in the description, there's links in there that quickly yeah. get you to the yeah. other videos. Uh, mediums and stuff like that so yeah, go yeah. check it out and uh yeah and it's and the like, gaming it's the gaming hub podcast on YouTube. oh yeah. yes yep and, and last thing real quick also if your question didn't get answered don't worry we're gonna do a lot of questions next week yeah. so join all the communities ask the questions and have a chance of winning stuff next week guys it's gonna be a lot of fun we're gonna celebrate two years and 100 episodes i'll uh, be looking forward digits. to it for a long long time and yep. we're finally there so Please come be a part of that with us. Uh, we're doing it because of you. So we'd love for you to be part of it with us. And lastly, if you're like, hey, I want to ask a question, but I really don't want to go and join all that stuff, um, send us an email, uh, thegaminghumpodcast at gmail.com. So that's going to do it, everybody, for episode number 99. 
We're out of here for today, but we'll be back next week to celebrate episode 100 with all of you. Until then, have a great week, everybody. Play some great games. We'll talk to you soon. Take care, everyone. Take care.